Welcome back to the 1-2 Kentucky Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. In this episode, you are going to hear me talk about the books that we read and review as Kentucky strength and conditioning coaches. And it might surprise you to hear that the content has nothing to do with strength and conditioning. It all revolves around leadership. And in this episode, you will hear me explain why this information is so important to our staff and specifically our young strength coaches. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Oftentimes, strength coaches are asked why we do what we do. And the answer that is consistently reiterated is to make an impact on others' lives or to serve others while helping them reach their goals. My main reason for doing this podcast episode is to emphasize that we, as strength coaches, can't have a positive impact on others or be great servant leaders just by focusing on sets, reps, percentages, periodization schemes. We have to make sure we are developing as leaders. Now, with that being said, all those things that I just mentioned are extremely important. Sets, reps, volume, intensity, extremely important as strength coaches. And we need to make sure that our programs are safe, sound, and backed by science. But you're going to have a hard time truly serving your student athletes, your sport coaches, and your teams if that's all you're bringing to the table. But taking a step back, if you were to ask me this question or my opinion on this topic 10 years ago, if just having a solid strength conditioning program, solely looking at volume, intensity, exercise selection, et cetera, et cetera, if that was good enough to make an impact and properly serve your student athletes and teams, I would have said, yep. And I would have been wrong. But as I look back to my earlier years as a strength coach and at Kentucky, that was the mentality I had. And a big reason for that mentality is because we were just so, so busy. At that time, 2006, 2007, 2008, we only had three, four paid strength coaches on staff. And we all had five to seven teams that we were in charge of. And when we weren't with our teams, we were assisting with the other Olympic sports. So the opportunity to sit down with our student athletes, talk about life, leadership, or go to a practice to have a conversation with a sport coach, those opportunities were few and far between. Now that's not the case. We have the opportunity to make time for those discussions with our student athletes and sport coaches. But if that's the case for you, meaning that the role you have doesn't allow you time, a lot of free time, and you have a crazy busy schedule, here's my advice on how to make a positive impact. First thing is you got to be the best strength conditioning coach you can be. From everything that I mentioned before, the X's and O's of being a strength coach is exercise selection, periodization schemes. You have to be on top of your game and you have to make sure that your student athletes and your sport coaches know that you care about them as people, not just as student athletes or coaches. And you show them this, you show them that you care by being consistent, reliable, empathetic, and hardworking. And with the short amount of free time or the little amount of free time that you have, take two seconds to send 
your student athletes uh, a text or even better, take two minutes and write them a short handwritten note telling them that you've noticed how hard they're working and that you're proud of the progress they have made physically. And not just doing this for your student athletes, send a sport coach a note, send them a quick text. Even better, the support staff that you work with, maybe it's the athletic trainers, the dietitians, somebody else, the DOPS on a team, send them a text, write them a handwritten note telling them that you see all the hard work that they're doing and that you appreciate them. And with your limited time, if you focus in on those things, no doubt in my mind, you'll make a positive impact. But getting back to my original thoughts, at Kentucky Now, we are extremely lucky that our strength and conditioning department is supported and very well funded. Each academic year, we have about 10 to 11 strength coaches, paid strength coaches that just work with our Olympic sports. And having this many helping hands allows um, us to focus on being elite strength coaches while becoming elite leaders. And we become elite leaders by having common content that everybody on staff reads and reviews. And we do this together. And I want to talk about the books that are a staple in our strength and conditioning program. And these are all leadership self-help books. I'm going to list them out now. True North, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The Energy Bus, Extreme Ownership, Chop Wood, Carry Water. The common theme with all of these books and the material that is covered is that we emphasize that it all comes back to leading yourself. And the first step to being a great leader for others is you got to make sure that you're able to lead yourself from the get-go. Now, I say that a lot. And as I was figuring out the content for this podcast, I sat down and I thought about, okay, what does leading yourself really mean? And I wanted to explain that to you guys in this episode. Leading yourself mean, means that you are choosing to be an active participant in your life. You act, you aren't acted upon. It starts with creating a personal purpose, mission, and vision for yourself. Developing an organizational system, like I talked about in the previous podcast episode. Developing your own organizational system so you can best manage your time and responsibilities. And it comes back to the ability to respond to situations as opposed to reacting. Now, a lot of that might not have made sense if you haven't read the books that we have as a staff, but I want you guys to know that's okay. And I often tell um, people that I meet that I talk with to about this material is that I, the first time I picked up a book and read a self-help or leadership book, I was 33 years old. So my point being is that there's no better time than now, even if you're, you know, a vet in this profession, there's no better time to now to start working on yourself. And a huge point I want to emphasize is that I just don't read these, book, these books one. Let me say that one more time. What I want to emphasize is that I did not just read these books once and be like, wow, awesome content. Now I'm able to lead myself. I'm good to go. No, 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 no. I had to read and reread these books multiple times to let the material and the content really sink in. And I'll tell you one of my favorite books 
and the list that I um, said all of our staff has read is the seven habits of highly effective people. And the first three habits of that book all come back to being the best leader for yourself that you can be. And no doubt in my mind, I have reviewed the first three habits no less than 20 times. So going back to my point, you must consistently review the information to truly grasp the content. Um, it works out great with the way that we have it set up on our staff is that each year we get a new batch of young strength coaches that come into our program. We call them our coaching assistants. And they, as they are going through this material, I'm reviewing that material as well. And it helps us as full-time strength coaches because we're socially committed to this material because we're the ones teaching it to our young strength coaches. And I wanted to walk through that process real quick. So starting in the summer, Coach D covered the True North material with our summer interns. Right after they got done with the True North material, I covered the first three habits from the Seven Habits book with those same summer interns. Now with our coaching assistants, in August, we met weekly to go over the energy bus and the 10 rules for the ride of your life. If you haven't read that book, make sure you pick that up. Life changer. Now in September, our coaching assistants are starting to read Extreme Ownership and Coach D is going over that information with them. And just so you guys understand, even though Coach D is going over that information, I'm reviewing and rereading that book as well with them at the same time. So we're all reviewing it as our new strength coaches, our young strength coaches are reading it for the first, first time. And then we're gonna finish out the semester once they get done with extreme ownership, our young strength coaches are gonna read Chop Wood, Carry Water, another great book. It's a short read, it's a quick read, but they're gonna review, review or, or go over that material with Coach Wood. Super similar to extreme ownership. When our coaching assistants are reading it for the first time, I'm gonna make sure that I'm rereading it again. And recently, one of our coaching assistants, Eric Orzaba, uh, we were in a programming project uh, meeting and we were also uh, talking about the last chapters of the energy bus. He asked me my opinion and he asked if he should be reading more strength and conditioning books and articles. And the short answer I gave to him was absolutely. But I do believe that the leadership books that are a part of their curriculum should take a front seat. So the first thing that they should be reading are those leadership books. And after he asked me this, that question, it made me think through my why, why I believe that. And I'm going to try to explain it now. So first, as a strength coach, we all have a minimum four-year college degree with a concentration in exercise science. We've taken anatomy classes, ex-phys ex labs, testing and me measurements, et cetera, et cetera. But more than likely, our formal education and leadership is minimal. Going back to my personal experience, I didn't have a formal education in leadership until I was 33 years old. So that's why we at Kentucky provide that formal education for our young strength coaches and our staff through the books and material that, we, um, that I already discussed. Second, even though you're a strength coach, you have a degree and you have your CSCS, we all know that that doesn't make you ready to be a strength conditioning coach. You need to get that hands-on practical, practical experience before you can start really developing your skills as a strength coach. 
And I do believe that you gain a wealth of knowledge by reading specific strength conditioning books. But from a practical standpoint, I think it's more efficient to have a experienced strength coach as a mentor, be able to look over his or her program and then pick their brain about why they did this and why they chose uh, this periodization scheme. And at Kentucky, we make time for our full-time strength coaches to present to our staff. And most of the time we record those presentations or lectures so that our young strength coaches can review that information at a later date if they want. But we'll have a wide variety of topics that range from you know, specific uh, programs that a full-time strength coaches ha has written for their teams, whether it's off-season or conditioning or in-season. They'll present to the staff on why they did what they did and why they programmed what they programmed. Uh, we'll also have general programming lectures as well. And we do this a lot during the summer. So they're going over needs analysis, exercise selection, the relationship of volume and intensity. And we've even done um, more advanced talks. And Coach Wood and Coach Mack have done a great job of presenting to our staff in the past about triphasic training and block periodization. So wrapping up my thoughts on this, we prioritize with our young strength coaches the reading assignments that, are, that deal more with leadership and leading themselves. That's more of the reading assignments while our presentations, our lectures, lectures are centered around specific strength and conditioning skills and knowledge that we can put into terms and that they can take that information and it will immediately help them be better at programming or coaching on the floor. So I hope all that makes, makes sense, that our reading assignments, those deal more with the leadership part, but then our presentations, our lectures, that's when our young strength coaches really get the knowledge and the practical experience of how to be a better X's and O's strength coach. So quick recap of the books that we hang our hats on as a Kentucky strength staff. True North, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Energy Bus, Extreme Ownership, Chop Wood, Carry Water. If you haven't read one of these books, I highly recommend that you pick it up and you dive into that information. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions for me, or the rest of the staff on the material I just covered or anything that we've talked about in previous podcast episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to us at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks. Go Cats.